Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment, like no other, it's gonna be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Marinero, The Sick Podcast. Wow. One day after I asked Montreal Canadiens general manager, Mark Bergevin, Mark, seeing as your team is quarantining this week, are you uh, more willing to make a trade? Are you working the phones more actively? Because the player that you're going to acquire won't miss two weeks of action, but will only miss one week of action. He goes, no, not really. Uh, Not working the phones more. I said, Mark, but if you don't make a trade in the next two weeks, does that mean you're probably not going to make one at all going up to the April 12th trade deadline? And he said, well, it's going to be really tough. I doubt it, guys. I'm, You know what? I'm up against the cap. I can't make a deal. What happens? The next day, on the Friday, at 3.27 in the afternoon, boom. The trade call goes in. The Montreal Canadiens acquire center Eric Stahl from the Buffalo Sabres in return for a third and fifth round draft pick. And joining me today on the Sick Podcast, RDS hockey analyst Norman Flynn. Salut, Norman. Salut, Tony. It's a pleasure to be with you on this podcast tonight, my friend. It's uh, my pleasure, Norma. Norma, we've been talking about it for a while, acquiring a centerman with experience and acquiring a centerman who can win faceoffs. Eric Stahl is 36 years old. He's had his better days. I get it. He has a ton of experience. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He's tough to play against. He's good in the face-off circle. What did they have to lose? Nothing. Two draft picks, a third and a fifth, which is not much. And also, he takes half of the salary, so he's $1.6 million. He's, he's good against the cap. He's everything that they were expecting uh, in, in a pro player that comes in at 35 who's got 10 years in his whole career that he made the playoffs, six with the NHL. He's got 52 points in 62 games in the playoffs. He's a captain of a Stanley Cup winning team. Not only a Stanley Cup, the captain of one, which is even greater. He brings a lot of respect in the room. And imagine next practice when they walk in and Carey Price, all these veterans, Price, Weber, Petrie, Gallagher, when they see this guy coming in, that's a lot of help. And it certainly means business. Mark Bergevin 
has given no option to his coaching staff. Now, there is no excuses anymore. You guys have the team. They need to make the playoffs and to make a footprint in the playoffs. Hey, Norma, you know, I know a lot of people are watching right now and a lot of people are listening to the Sick Podcast and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Sick Podcast, like it and share it with your friends. But, you know, they're watching and they're saying, okay, let's relax. The guy's 36 years old. But what I love about this is this is the grand Marc Bergevin. Why do I say that? He put everyone to sleep. He snuck up on everybody. I'm sure the Montreal Canadiens were not the only team that wanted Eric Stahl. And he snuck up and he played like, you know what? I'm up against the cap. I can't. I can't. And boom. He played this one out to perfection. Yes. And not only that, there was a no movement clause on Eric Stahl's contract. So he had to accept the team that he wanted to get to, to go to. And he probably, probably knew that coming in here, he would be in front of a situation where he would be, if not the number one center, number two center. He has a role with this team. I think he likes the team that he's coming to play with, and he thinks that they have a shot at it. And that said, leaving the Buffalo Sabres is probably the most wonderful thing that happened to him this year, and joining a team that's got a big place for him. It was well announced by everybody that Montreal needed an experienced sentiment. So he's coming to a place where he is desired and he's going to get a chance to win another cup on another team where yeah. he's again a leader on the team. Leaving the Buffalo Sabres, he would have accepted to a trade to the Cobras de Villa Salle de la Pacualette, I think, and then leaving the <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. But anyway, you did good to point it out that the Montreal Canadiens were not mm-hmm. one of the teams uh, that he had on his trade list and he actually accepted the trade to the Canadiens. Yeah. You know what else I think happened here? Mark Bergevin took advantage of a real inexperienced general manager. You know, he wanted to add a face-off guy. There was talk of, of Luke Lendenning with the Detroit Red Wings, 31-year-old, who's about 62 or 63% in the face-off circle, but he doesn't have the intangibles that Eric Stahl has. He doesn't bring what Eric Stahl can bring to the table. He doesn't have that baggage of experience. Mark Bergevin identified in Kevin Adams an inexperienced general manager um, with the Buffalo Sabres, Norma, and he pounced on him. And in my opinion, and I get it, Buffalo's got nothing to lose either. Don't get me wrong. But he took Kevin Adams to the cleaners here. And why do I say that? Very simply, the Canadians are cap-tied. Eric Stahl is a centerman who captained a Stanley Cup winning team, like you said, with experience. He was going to be in demand in between now and April 12th. The Montreal Canadiens have two second-round draft picks. They have two-thirds. They have two-fifths. In the end, Mark Bergevin traded a third, which was not his better third. A fifth, which was not his better fifth because he still retains Chicago's third and Ottawa's fifth. He's got Buffalo paying half the salary. He gets to hold on to his two second-round picks. I know Eric Stahl is 36, so I'm not going to say that Buffalo got fleeced. But Buffalo could have done a lot better, and Mark Bergevin took Kevin Adams to the cleaners. Well, Kevin Adams right now, situation, uh, Tony, is probably this. The door is closed, and everybody's coming in to knock on that door and say, I want out. I want out. He's probably got his hands full. Right now, he's got all kinds of problems, and he needs to, to step one by one. That was, for him, it was one way of solving one problem. Eric Stahl, at the end of the year, 
was going to be UFA anyway. And I don't think he wanted back in to, to the Sabres organization. They're probably going to rebuild another time at, in Buffalo. So watch for Adams to do some more stuff like that, because I'm certain a lot of guys want out of the organization right now. So that's that's said. So it, to me, I, I think Eric Stahl is one of the least of the problems that the Sabres have right now. Probably next time you'll hear about a big situation in Buffalo might be Jack Eichel really asking for a trade because it's been rumored that he wanted out of Buffalo. Now with that situation, he might just confirm that he wants out and that'll be it once he's back from his injury. But that said, Bergevin did a lot of good things this year. Tony, he brought two forwards, top six forwards on his team during the during the last trade period, Napoli and Anderson. He also did get a defenseman, part of your top four in Edmondson. Now he gets an experienced centerman who's going to yeah. be at worst your center number two if Suzuki ends up to be your number one in the second half of the season. To me, right. this is only music to my ears, and it's also music to the veterans' ears in that locker room. And the acquisition of Toffoli, of course, was an unrestricted free agent signing. He yeah. signed them a four-year deal at 4.25 per year. He also made a deal to acquire Jake Allen, then signed Jake Allen to a contract extension. He also signed Corey Perry at $750,000. But also now let's get back to what you just said, because now you pique my curiosity here. When everyone is healthy, give me the lines. Eric Stahl in your lineup, Norma Flynn, fits in where? He's fitting at number two spot. You have to give him that spot because you need this guy to play against the big centers on the other side. So we're going to probably, Montreal is going to probably get battle against Toronto, Winnipeg, or Edmonton. You're going to take some work off of Philippe Dano's shoulders. You didn't get this guy to put him on the fourth line replacing Jake Evans. Forget that. He's coming in on the two top lines. He's going to have veteran players wow. right next to him. That's what I believe. Wow, and I disagree with you. Wow. Well, maybe maybe I'll turn wrong when, when that all ends up, but I'm pretty sure he got this guy because he wants – well, listen, the situation is what? You've got two unexperienced centermen in Suzuki and Kotkaniemi. you got too yeah. much workload on Dano's shoulders. What do you want to do? This guy – Stahl is not going to play on your first PK. He's going to play on, uh, on your power play. He's probably going to play five-on-five five against the best line on the other side, against the best centermen. That's where you want him, wow. I believe. Because if you got him to play the fourth line, then I'm yeah. completely mystified. That's not good. But you got wow. him to I, play you know I think, minutes, I think 16 he, to 18, 18 minutes per game. I think he's absolutely perfect on the fourth line. I'm going to tell you why. Let's not forget that he is 36 years old. Take a look at the way the Montreal Canadiens are managing Corey Perry. He's not playing first line. He's playing fourth line. He's playing third line. He plays a little bit of power play. I think the same thing's going to happen with Eric Stahl. Hear me out. Dano will continue to center Tatar and Gallagher. That's not changing. Nick Suzuki, Nick Suzuki will center Jonathan Drouin and Josh Anderson. Jesperi Kokkinemi will center Tyler Toffoli with Yoel Armia or Corey Perry. But let's just say it's Armia. And then you're going to have a fourth line of Eric Stahl, and Corey Perry, and on the left, there's either going to be Byron or there's going to be Lekkinen. I don't see it any other way. He's 36 years old. They'll manage his minutes, and come playoff time, if they don't have the last line change and the fourth line is on the ice against the other team's number one line or number two line, Dominic Ducharme is going to be comfortable with it. 
because he has a very experienced Eric Stahl. That's the way so, I see it going down. So I we agree on one thing. Jake yeah. Evans, Jake Evans is out, but I disagree on the position he's going to play. To me, he's good to have at least 16 minutes average ice time per game. He's not going to go for eight and nine minutes. I don't believe you'll get the efficiency out of this guy playing in under 10. I'm pretty sure that he's coming in to play some important minutes and aiming at around 16 minutes. If you're going to be better at center because you want him to be there for his experience, if the experience is on the bench, it's not going to help you on the ice. That's why I'm saying he's coming in to play some big minutes, taking off some of Dano's responsibilities, and certainly to help those kids go through the process. I think you'll see Suzuki a little more, a little less ice time, and certainly Kotkaniemi a little less ice time. They're going to come in, but come in with more speed and more energy because he's going to take some minutes off of both of them. Well, what he's going to do is he's going to be, Dominic Ducharme will put him on the ice uh, when he's going to put two centermen this way, if one of them gets knocked out of the draw, he'll That's be able to use the other one yeah. uh, to take a key face off at the end of the game, to take a key face off at the end of the period. I don't quite see 16 minutes, Norma. I think they're going to go with the younger guys between now and the end of the year. They have the young legs. They could bring it. They're going to preserve this guy, but this guy will be in for some very key situations come playoff time. No doubt about it. And you know what? Listen, Norma, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. This year is the year that even though it's going to be challenging and difficult, out of all years, it provides for the easiest path to make it to the to four teams left in the playoffs because their previous division was much more difficult. This is going to be an easier division. Carey Price is going to turn 34 in August. Shea Weber is going to turn 36 in August. I believe Jeff Petrie is going to turn 34, 34. in December. I mean, yep. the Montreal Canadiens, they need to go all in. Mark Bergevin said at the beginning of the year, we're going all in. He's gone all in. And I'm, rep- I'm repeating what I said at the beginning. The pressure is on the coaching staff to make that team win now. There are more, no more excuses. Don't talk to me about the centermen that have no experience. You got somebody to take care of that. The only guy missing right now is Ben Chirot. But I think they have enough depth on defense to manage that. And with the coming of Stahl, you have less pressure on your D. This guy who can play minutes, and he can play minutes down low to help the puck come out of the zone. So I believe this is the last bullet in his gun. He wants this team to make the playoffs. He wants it his way. This guy yeah. is a good 200-foot guy, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be used more than you think. It's a sick podcast. I'm Marinero. He's RDS hockey analyst Norma Flynn. The Montreal Canadiens made a deal earlier this afternoon at around 3.27 p.m. when they acquired 36-year-old centerman Eric Stahl from the Buffalo Sabres in return for a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick. Norma, you know, one of the things that we haven't talked about yet is Jake Evans. You just said he'll be out of the lineup, and I said it too. There's a possibility that they keep Paul Byron on the taxi squad and they play Jake Evans on the wing. There's a lot of solutions right there, Tony, and I don't care what they use. Now all the tools are in the box. You just need to decide what you want. And I believe that certain teams you want to play against, you know, you're going to bring in Byron. And some of the teams you're going to prefer to have Jake Evans because you need another sentiment. But the thing is, everything is there now. Remember Corey Perry, beginning of the year, he was supposed to be a taxi guy. Well, right now he's a regular guy on this on this team. And if they ever put him on waivers, bye-bye, he's gone for sure. So he's made a place for himself 
on that team right now because of how he worked. So the guy that they just got is going to do the same thing, find himself a, a place and be useful. For As for Byron, I think everything you've seen since the beginning of the year is just going to continue for him. He just needs to create himself a place, but he's I'm pretty sure he's going to be identified now for the rest of the year as a third uh, as a fourth line uh, winger. It's a sick podcast and it's brought to you by my bookie. Enter code SICKPICKS and get a 50% deposit bonus. Bet win, get paid and you can bet on their website at mybookie.ag. Norma, earlier on you said something I thought was very important. You said Mark Bergevin had one card left to play in his hand, correct? That's what you said, right? One yeah, card left? One card left, yeah. No, two cards left. Who's he used one there? today. He's got what? one left. What is it? You called his game earlier this afternoon. Oh, yeah, Caulfield. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a, well, that's a solution from the inside. I don't call that another card. That card yeah. is, is, is going to be a mutual decision. First, the kid has to accept, and I think he already proved it, that he wanted to play uh, NHL right now, and that's what he wants. Uh, Norma, if it, I can, for those watching, for or just now and listening right now, who didn't have a chance to watch earlier this afternoon on RDS, the Wisconsin Badgers played a big tournament game. Unfortunately, they lost. Talk about the performance of Cole Caulfield. Well, first we have to say that the Badgers were number one seed in the NCAA Division I this year. They started their... Uh, this is a six, 16 teams to make it to the Frozen Four. That was their first game. They were playing the Bemidji, Bemidji, uh, sorry, Bemidji State University, and Bemidji State was not the best team uh, in, there, in, in that uh, regional division. They were fourth, so they were playing the first seed in Wisconsin. Wisconsin had the best power play. Wisconsin had the best numbers in their division this year, and Cole Caulfield, was exactly who he was, the best scorer in the NCAA this year and probably the Hobie Baker winner this season within the NCAA. He scored two beautiful goals. Goal scorer's goals. The puck doesn't stay on his stick. It's in the net as soon as he's got it. Well, the Badgers got beaten this day, and that's the only game they, they had to lose in order to end their season. You win four, you win the Frozen Four. You lose one, you're gone. And that's exactly what happened for the Badgers. The Badgers didn't get to their game, but Cole Caulfield played his game. He played a real good game, solid defensively. Like I said, he scored two goals. Now, the, the future is what? He can play at the NHL level right now. Some say they're going to send him to Laval to start to see the, his pro career, but I can't wait to see that decision. That might be an interesting option also for the coaching staff coming in. The Montreal Canadiens make the playoffs this year. Let's say if they do, is Cole Caulfield with them come playoff time? If he is, it's because they're going to be a lack of production. And they're going to scratch a year off his contract, which is something that they don't want. And I think that this is the perfect year. You said it before. You can try a lot of things. And that would be something that I wouldn't miss trying. He has to throw everything at the, at the team, talking about Bergevin. And that's another option. Of course, this kid can't play on a fourth line. He's not a 200-foot player, but he's got one skill that not a lot of hockey players have in the NHL, and that's scoring abilities. He can put the puck in the net from almost everywhere in the offensive zone. So if this guy is, is, is demanded to play at the NHL level, watch him fly. I'm pretty sure he's going to make an impact. Of course, he's small. Of course, he's yeah. unexperienced. But there's one thing he can do at any level. 
He proved it. He could put the puck in the net. Normand, let's revisit the lines that we gave a couple of minutes ago. You gave your lines. I gave my lines. Let's just say Cole Caulfield is with the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> not a big guy. Is it not a good decision to maybe insulate him with some size with an Eric Stahl and a Corey Perry that I talked to you about? That and maybe put a- Perry on the left and Cole Caulfield on the right at that point. No, Caulfield is, at, is absolutely good on the left side. He likes to come in on his uh, on his uh, right-hand shot on the left side, and he cuts to the middle. So I, I don't have a problem in seeing Caulfield playing on the left side. He's only an option. Like I said, if they don't decide to play him this year, it's because offensively everything is going well. But if their power play is lacking scoring, he probably could be a solution. Yes, they're going to have to scratch a year off his contract, which is who not cares? always a good idea. But who cares, like you say. And like yeah. I said, you have to throw everything out there this year. They've already started started to do that. Now, why stop? This is the other option, like you said. I didn't yeah. consider it because it's from within the box. Okay? So let's see what happens with the team till then. But he's certainly going to come in now as a pro player. Where is he going to fit? I don't know. I can't tell you. My crystal ball can't tell me right now. But there's one thing I know. Yeah. He's a shooter, and he could put the puck in the net. Norma, all the teams that you coached over the years, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Were you ever, uh, did you ever have enough with too many scores or would you welcome them? <laughs> you never have you enough have of enough them. Scores. You never had enough of them. Never. Yeah. Never you have enough of good players. Never you have enough of good goaltending. Never you have enough of good defense. You need players to win games and that's the only way to do it. And players have to play together. And these guys coming in, especially Stahl, he's bringing something that they need. Veteran, presence a captain, another leader to set aside with Weber, Price, and, and, and Patriot, and Gallagher, and make a plan to win in the playoffs. That's who they needed, and that's who they got. I think it's a great acquisition by Mark Bergerman. Norma, if uh, there's no spread of COVID within the team, and we don't hear anything within the next day or two, a player's added on the COVID-19 protocol list. As we know, there are two right now. There have been two uh, ever since Monday night. But if that continues at that point, the Montreal Canadiens will return to practice on Monday. They'll play the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday. I want to ask you right now, this team, the way it is now, Norma, do they finish in the top four in the North? Do they make the playoffs? And where, where do you see them finishing? I see them finishing fourth or third, third or fourth, depending on how Winnipeg is going to do. But one thing is for sure, they are a playoff team. All the other teams that we've saw with the Cat, was it Calgary? Uh, Vancouver or Ottawa, I don't believe either of those three are going to punch in as present in the playoffs. So they need to win the games against Ottawa. There's four or five games against Ottawa and the same against Edmonton. It's going to be tough, but they need to win those games. They don't have any more Vancouver games, but they certainly have Ottawa, and that's the next task, and they need to beat them. And to beat them, not only by a goal, to really beat them and show them that they're not there. And that's exactly what I, I think and I suspect it's going to happen from now on. They need to put the, the, the everything, every force up positive yeah. right now and not think about, about what happened in the last 10 games. If Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Montreal make the playoffs, which team would cause the Canadians the most problems and which team would cause them the least problems? The most problems would be Edmonton and the least problems, I think, Winnipeg. Just because of now they have enough size at center that, you know, to fill in that void they had against Winnipeg. But the speed of Edmonton is always going to be tough to match. The only leap, the Leafs now, I don't know what they're going to do till the end of the 
trade deadline. But the Leafs are struggling. They hardly beat the Ottawa Senators the other night. They were trailing from behind two to one. They've only won three games in their last nine. And Matthews is not the Matthews you saw in the first 24 games. He's, 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 uh, he's been injured to his wrist. He missed a couple of games for that. Wow. And he has been in the last 13 games, seven, seven times, he hasn't put the puck in the net or had a, an assist. He didn't, uh, he didn't put anything on the board. So it's, it's rare because in the first 24 games, yeah. only once, only once. Oh, not 24, sorry, 17. The first 17 yeah. games, only once. He didn't put any points up. Disagree with you, disagree with you, disagree with you. And I'm going to tell you why, Norma Flynn, because the toughest opposition the Montreal Canadiens would face would be the Toronto Maple Leafs. A uh, lot of pressure on them. This is the year that they have to go far as well. I say the Leafs with their high-flying offense can cause the Montreal Canadiens a lot of problems. The least problems, the least. The Edmonton Oilers, one-line team. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Jesse Pugliarvi on right wing. Yes, you could tell me that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is their second-line centerman. One-line team, not a lot of depth, not a lot of depth on defense, not a lot of depth in goal. Not very good. The Edmonton orders would give the Montreal Canadiens the least problems. Not the Why? most. Okay, the least. Tony, then answer this. Why yeah. are they battling for first place then if all those things are right? There's one thing about being a playoff team and one thing about being a regular season team. The orders this year are a regular season team. And I bet you should the Canadians play them in the playoffs, you'll see that the Montreal Canadiens are more of a playoff team this year than they will be a regular season team. I, they're I doing as well as they're doing because I, McDavid and Dreisaitl are flying. They won't fly in the playoffs. You'll see. Okay. Well, we'll see about that. But I'm not saying the Canadians can't beat them in a 4-7. Yep. That's not what I said. What I said, certainly they're going to have a hard time beating them. Because if you can't match their top line, it's going to be tough. Who are you going to play against? You know, that's going to be tough. I don't think Stahl can match the speed of McDavid and Dreisaitl. Do we? They have nobody on defense to do that except Patriot. So it's going to be on Carey Price's hands. That team is going to be on Carey Price's hands. You talk but, about the Maple Leafs the way you talk. It's because yeah. you haven't seen them play in the last 10 games, my friend. They well, are awful. They are well, awful. They have Alex Galchenyuk on the second line. Tony. I know that. That's who they have. Alex I know Galchenyuk. That. He's yes, playing I, on the top line with John Tavares. You think they're going well? Yes. They, and They and, need to make a trade. And Nylander. And Marner is playing with Austin Matthews and Zach Hyman. I get it. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Connor McDavid against the Montreal Canadiens this year. You're talking about him. He's done great against the rest of the league. And listen, don't get me wrong. He's the best player in the National Hockey League. I'm not dumb. But he's done what against the Montreal Canadiens? They have really done a great job against him. And I'm going to tell you what. Dano, Gallagher, and Tatar, you match that line versus the McDavid line. And the kids are going to be able to do well in their other matchups they're going to get. You'll see. Remember I told you this. I can't wait to continue to talk about this and debate this with you. You are RDS hockey analyst, Norma Flynn. I'm Tony Marinero. It's the Sick Podcast brought to you by my bookie. Like it and share it with your friends on Facebook and Instagram at the Sick Podcast. Salut, Norma. Salut, la visite. Salut, la visite, mon chum. Bye-bye. Until we do it again next time. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. 
Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid.